All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. My name's Evan. And that's Scott. Scott making noises. Hey, Scott. Hi. We have Larry Otwell on today. He runs the Shreveport Bossier Rescue Mission. Yes, executive director. That's right. And he talks about COVID, how it's affected them, and what they do. It's probably something that most people don't think about every day. I don't. But if those people that are affected, they do incredible ministry down there. And we helped to encourage them a couple weeks ago with the 52 weeks of doing good. And Larry talks about what that meant. And they're more than a home shelter and I didn't know that so it's and in fact that's one of his main points that's so. right check it out that was weak Scott Yes. Uh, Scott likes to normally give that little yell that Justin yes, does Justin generally does the yell but I can't do it as good as him yeah, that's I true was, I was listening to the riff man i thought it was going to keep going you're feeling I'm it that's sorry. right oh, yeah we're fixing air guitar here in a second <laughs> well the voice you're hearing is larry our guest today larry otwell from the rescue mission we are so excited you're here executive director oh i apologize get the right title uh, i can see it on his badge as well. <laughs> if you're watching on youtube you can see it too yeah. well larry thanks for coming well, man, appreciate y'all having me man no appreciate time it. no yeah, time absolutely. no problem no time what was that no sorry time like the present yeah there we go. Sorry. Larry, we wanted you on because we are doing something called 52 Weeks of Doing Good. Right. And we're asking everybody in the church once a week to do some kind of do-good projects. A lot of people have contributed to that. And you guys were one of the ones that we featured and tried to send some cards to encourage. Absolutely. Talking to you guys. We've worked with you guys for years and just appreciate what you do. It is not easy. And we want you to talk a little bit about that today and maybe encourage some folks to get involved and help out with the rescue mission. But first, tell us about you, Larry. Tell us about your family, how long you've been to the rescue mission. Let's meet Larry. Me and my wife have been at the mission uh, in May of be six years, and uh, we've uh, we uh, uh, owned a waste company before that. And uh, I like to say we we had done ministry at the mission on Friday nights, Friday night chapels for about four or five years before that. Kind of like to say that's when God kind of hooked us. Yeah, he does yeah. that. Yeah, he does. And uh, we owned a, a waste company called Cornerstone Disposal Service because Jesus is a cornerstone and. We was about two or three years away from uh, hiring a manager, and we was going to travel the United States doing evangelism, and then God, you know, and uh, we felt called and through several circumstances and, you know, uh, to uh, sell our business and go into full-time ministry then, and uh, here we are, man, six years, almost six years later. And, wow. Yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people at that point in life probably aren't thinking, you know what, I'm going to go and do mission work <laughs> as a rescue mission. Well, yeah. like I said, you know, we had a waste company. It was called Cornerstone Disposal Service. God was rocking and rolling, man. Uh, you know, we was doing street ministry all over the city, uh, you know, underneath the I-20 bridge, uh, called it Church in the City and stuff like that. And and uh, when when we felt like God asked us to sell our business, and, I, you know, at first, I got to tell you, I, I thought it was a devil. You know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, through mentors and uh, my pastor and, you know, just talking to people and praying and how we got to where we was, you know, you get to a place to where we you feel peace. And as soon as we felt peace about it, we knew what we were supposed to do. So. It's awesome. And you also said you had some biker part in your past, right? We did. Uh, we I uh, say unfortunately, but uh, fortunately, uh, pre-Jesus, uh, we used to own a biker bar, corner wall of Market Street, Pit Stop Roadhouse. And uh, we have certainly been there and done that and had a lot of T-shirts and <laughs> threw them away. And uh, and all things work together for them that loves the Lord. And God has uh, 
redeemed all that past. You know, I was 42 years old when I gave my life to Christ. Wow. And uh, me and my wife literally took over the ministry of the Shreveport. It was 60 years old uh, in 2015, and we was nine-year-old Christians, Hmm. uh, followers of Christ. And so that's why I tell people all the time, man, don't count God out. God can do anything in your life. And uh, so it's been a wonderful journey. You know what I mean? We have uh, five kids uh, between the both of us. We have nine grandkids. Got another one uh, fixing to be on the way. Congratulations. Absolutely. And uh, we have three of our grandkids that we raise. Uh, 13-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 6-year-old. I counted it up the other day. I'm going to (laughs) be 71 years old when the 6-year-old graduates. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, God's good, man. All the time. So that's a lot on your family plate on top of running yes, the is. Shreveport Rescue Mission in a pandemic. So yes. talk about what the Shreveport Mission had done before pre-COVID and kind of what it is. And if somebody's not familiar, I mean, you hear Rescue Mission, you assume yeah. something. But tell us a little bit from your perspective, and then we'll get into how it's been since COVID. Absolutely. We uh, we took over in 2015, and what we felt that God and, uh, and Reverend Martin and them that was retiring— uh, and the board felt like that God wanted to do more, you know what I mean? And and so we was thinking it was just at the mission, and when we took over, we was blessed to be able to travel all over the United States to California, Skid Row twice, you know, uh, Dream Center, you know what I mean, Matthew yeah. Barnett and his place out in California and Texas and Florida. What we discovered, what God was already doing that uh, everywhere else, it just takes a long time for it to get to Shreveport, you know, that... Uh, uh, a transient facility, like three hots in a cot. God, if you got people, man, let's do more with them, you know. So we set off on this journey to create all the different programs and and to help people, you know. And so we turned from a short-term facility to a more of a long-term facility uh, on this journey. So pre-COVID, we had nine different programs, uh, everything from just the person that's coming in looking for a job, you know what I mean, and they get a job, we help them learn how to save. And they're seeing a case manager every week and, and that, you know, people who are, was, uh, you know, disabled or whatever, helping them get to the place they needed and counseling with them to long-term recovery. And we look at recovery at the mission a little different. Uh, recovery, if you look up the word recovery, is to take back or regain something that was stolen or lost. That's the definition. Hmm. So that's from A to Z. I sit in a class this morning with a gentleman that uh, was addicted to sports. You know what I mean? He lost multiple marriages and relationships. And sitting on the other side of the room was a gentleman that was addicted to heroin. You know what I mean? Addiction is addiction, you know. Hmm. And so we set out on this journey of a recovery program. You know, we call it the life recovery program. We hardly ever use the word homeless shelter because we're not a homeless shelter. We're you know, life recovery program. So, so we got a long-term recovery program. We started a ministry intern program because as we was out m- visiting places like the Dream Center and getting tours and all that, most of the people we hung out with, if it wasn't, the, you know, the lead pastor or the uh, executive director or whatever, he, he had interns with him. And I'm like, hey, we got to have interns. Yeah. So now probably an eighth of our staff are interns, people that's graduated a one-year intern program after their one-year uh, discipleship program, you know, and so uh, so we had nine different programs, and then COVID. Yep, let's get into that. So yeah. that's pre-COVID, and COVID's affected everybody. Yes. How's it affected you guys specifically? It has been a journey, man. <laughs> uh, we just had to pull our horns back in. You know, we uh, when COVID hit, we had more men and women than we'd ever had that had jobs in our in our employed program. 
was saving money, you know, learning how to save money, helping them get to apartments or to their next step in life. We had, you know, pre-COVID, uh, a month before pre-COVID, we was concerned. We was running out. We was out of beds, you know, in mm-hmm. a in a 70-bed dorm on the men's side, we had two beds. On our discipleship suite, we only had one or two beds. On my wife's, my wife runs the women and children's program uh, over the women and children's program in the clinic and stuff. They were short on beds. And uh, and then COVID hit, and we had to pull our horns back in. And we tried uh, letting people still keep jobs, but they was we was having people that was positive for COVID, so we had to shut that down. And we was blessed on the men's side to send them to TLC, which where the where the mission used to be on Texas Street. Let them keep their job, move them over there. They got their own rooms and stuff. And uh, it's just. A little step at a time. We tried to open the doors a little bit. You know what I mean. And, and you said all the other ones around the area shut down. Y'all they were the did. only ones. We sit down and we met in the in the at the very beginning. You know what I mean. And we met and said, "What are we?" You know what I mean. And we're a you know we're a light on a hill. We're you know we're a, we are a rescue mission. You know what I mean. And so we literally went into twenty four hours a day, seven day a week intakes where we would do our intakes nine to two Monday through Friday, except if it was a woman showed up domestic abuse or an older sure. man, man or an older woman or a young kid that was, you know, his eyes was this big around because he was out in the world. He'd never been in the world before. You know, we'd, we'd still try to process him, but uh, we went to 24-7. Yeah, and it's, you know, had to meet with all our staff and go through some protocols on how to do that and the best way we could try to stay safe. And and uh, it's been a journey. It has been, you know. And you'd said that now you've actually partnered with some of the local hospitals and able to get testing for the customers there. We we have been blessed. We had a we had a a young man show up at at uh, three something this morning. I got a phone call from a night guy. You know what I mean? And uh, soaking wet. We got him some warm clothes. Uh, We've been able to build a little shelter right outside the door with some heaters in it so he can stay warm. And they they should be right now as we're speaking getting him a, a rapid test. Uh, through uh, Oshner's uh, rapid response uh, team, uh, Dr. V, Venturi, and them. Uh, we're blessed to have a relationship with them uh, to where they're uh, actually uh, every day. I mean, we had a, uh, two men and a woman yesterday. We sent and got rapid tests. We take them over there to get a rapid test. They come back negative. We're able to bring them straight in. Where we used to have to quarantine them and hope and pray that in two or three days, we noticed if they had symptoms or not, you know. So uh, between yeah. Dr. Wyatt, Frank and them, uh, with uh, the health department, uh, unfortunately, I got everybody's fo- phone number in my speed dial, <laughs> you know. and Knox, knocking. Yeah, yeah. Knox Andrus and uh, Scott and them over at uh, WK North. And, uh, you know, because we've had a – we've had – one here, one here, a couple here, a couple there, but but here uh, a little over a month ago, a month and a half or so ago, we wind up with 13. Uh, three, uh, 13 COVID positive cases? Yes. Uh, three three staff, uh, four staff, but one of them we don't believe came you know, from the mission side, and, uh, and nine of our men, uh, and uh, all in one area, you know. So, uh, man, it's been a journey, you know. <laughs> It has been. We bought spray machines, you know what I mean, and we play a COVID buster song, you know what I mean, when we come through. And, you know, I mean, if you, hey, we're in it, man. You might as well 
Yeah. Figure out how to smile in it, you know. And that's impressive. And says a lot about you guys and not shutting down and not just giving up and being exposed. That's a lot. And so thank you for what you're doing. I think the part of it is everybody turns inward, right? During COVID, we've tried to worry about ourselves and our families, and that's natural instinct. But you guys are still looking out for the ones that are the looked over. Yeah, we we fight against that. Sure. Uh, You just you said a statement. And this is something that, uh, you know, God spoke into mind of my wife's life early on. Uh, and uh, that we could either be part of the problem or part of the solution. And uh, a lot of times just not doing nothing is still part of the problem, mm. you know. And uh, so we've, we've fought hard against that, and we've brung that, uh, that attitude or whatever you want to call it to the mission, you know, that a lot of times we don't do anything because we can't do everything. Mm. And so we, in our, when we, the nine different programs that we, we still have and we're just kind of limping through, you know, hey, if we're doing 5% in one, it's better than zero, you know? Absolutely. So we keep that, you know, we keep that, that moving forward. Let's strive for one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, I was talking to the men and women the other night. I preach on Friday nights. We do a chapel service and everything. And I talked about love God with all your mind, heart, strength, and soul. You know what I mean? Love God with all your mind, all your heart. And a lot of people give up because they think, man, I, I just can't do that. You know, how much does he have? Twenty percent, you know. Do you love God? Twenty percent. You know what I mean? Can he? You know, give him five more, man. You know what I mean? I know that's kind of contrary against uh, teachings. You know what I mean? No, but, but it's, hey, yeah. It's next real. week, give him five more, man. You know what I mean? Take a step. Absolutely. So we, we in our different programs and the things that we do, we can't do it all. The Shreveport Bozier Rescue Mission can't. You know what I mean? But I. I've, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, we're like the man that's walking down the beach and there's millions of starfish up on the beach, you know, and he's picking them up and he's throwing them back in the water and the little boy says, hey, what are you doing? He says, I'm saving a starfish. He looks and says, man, you can't save all these starfish. He picks up one more and throws it back in the water. And he said, I saved that one, you mm-hmm. know. And so as, as believers, you know what I mean, and as ministry, hey, we got to keep, Jesus went after the one, you know what I mean? We got to keep doing what we got to do, even if it's a small percentage, you know, so. Yeah, and to think about, I mean, those people are overlooked. And most of the time, I think it, probably everybody listening to this podcast, it's not something that's on their mind every day, if ever, to <laughs> think about the homeless community and those that are going yeah. through and are trying to figure that out and just need that hand. And you guys are doing that day in, day out. So first and foremost, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for serving our community. Absolutely. Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, there's Scott. Scott's been relatively quiet. It's unusual. Well, I mean, I didn't didn't have much to say. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but then thinking about to encourage you guys to keep going, and you talked about some staff turnover. You've had staff go gone through, and then you mentioned the heart on your whiteboard in your office. You want to tell yeah. that story about why that heart's there? Yeah, I, uh, you know, <laughs> the Bible says our heart is deceitfully wicked. You know what I mean? And I, and I think about my past life, and I think of what we do. I mean, it's not the easiest ministry in the world. <laughs> no. I, I think we're like, you know, like we're like a pair of church you know what i mean we're like the seal team 12 of <laughs> ministry or something you know what i mean yeah, it's, a tough it's extreme ministry. situations I, yeah I'm, i tell people when i interview i'm depending on what job they're interviewing for you know what i mean hey I, I mean if you don't get cussed a couple of times a week you're probably not fighting the kingdom of darkness you know what i mean and that's unfortunate it's not something we look forward to but it's reality I mean, it is man we deal with uh, the highways and the hedges, as the Bible talks about, you know what I mean? And when you get to that point, you don't, 
I liken it to when I first started doing this kind of ministry, I was doing camp ministry, going down in the camps, and I realized something, that I was telling people about the light at the end of the tunnel, and they're looking at me like, I don't even see the tunnel. Hmm. You know, I'm trying to convince somebody about this light at the end of the tunnel, and they've lost the tunnel. You know what I mean? So at the, in, in, in any ministry, you know, yeah. a simple church, you got to minister from where the people are, not from where you are. You know what I mean? And so we, we deal with a, a part of society that has been forgotten and has been kicked to the curb, you know. But I tell our guests all the time, look, guys, read the Bible. Jesus and his disciples was homeless in a house. You know what I mean? They was kicked to the curb. You know what I mean? You're probably not going to be hung on the cross because of your belief. Maybe. I hope not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, if you look at it from that perspective of who Jesus chose, you know what I mean? If you look back to the lineage of, of Christ, you know, you think, wow. You know what I mean? Well, hey, I'm, I'm worth something, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it is a tough ministry, you know. And you, you need to be called for it, you know. Me and my wife, uh, which is Donna Otwell, i got to give a shout-out for her. And uh, we tell people all the time, you know, that, that we don't, ex- our staff, we don't expect for you to walk in our calling. We, sp- we want you to walk in your calling, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're not supposed to try to walk in each other's shoes, you know what I mean? And, and you know, people are called for different things. And uh, if we'll all, and this is the whole church, if we'll walk in our what God's called us to do, you know, uh, we'll move the kingdom of God forward. And that's the, that's our number one thing. We're 100% Christ-centered mission. We don't take any government funding. I joke and say first so that we can preach the gospel and all of our classes are Christ-centered. The other one is, is hey, they, they, they're not doing too good running their own self right now. So, you know, financially and everything else. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, you know, but we take pride in that, not a not a hopefully a unbiblical pride no you guys are out there doing it right that uh you know it's our number one thing is to point people to christ that's our number one thing it's awesome it's a big deal well let's close out on this then larry somebody listening right now they want to help they want to be a part of the rescue mission they want to give they want to do something they're inspired by this what would you direct them to do what would be something that our folks listening at home well unfortunately right now we are our volunteer physical volunteer we have shut down uh, through covid you know what i mean for the people on both sides you know so uh, we still have you know go to our website sbrescuemission.com and uh own it. We have our immediate needs list. Hey, man, in the world that we live in now, we got Amazon and Walmart, and nice. They drop ship the stuff straight to us, so you can go see our different list. You know what I mean? And click the buttons and send it straight to us. Uh, the number one thing you can do is continue to pray for us. Yeah, and we could do so much more in prayer than we can with anything else. And uh, and then and then money. I mean, you know, it takes money to m- make the world go around. You know, we're a, we're a ministry, and uh, we get a couple of grants. Uh, you know, from the Christian uh, Shumpert Foundation and and uh, First Methodist and stuff like that for our curriculum and stuff. But outside of that, uh, it's beginning. It is beginning to be harder and harder to get grants in this world that we live in and stay a hundred uh, percent Christ centered. Um, uh, facility, you know, and uh, we, you know, bother us. I mean, we, we understand that we're, we're okay. God takes care of us, you know. Sure. 
So, um, you know, monetary donation, there's a way that you can, uh, you know, get set up on regular payments or one-time payments and stuff like that. And, man, we, 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 we get stock and, you know, uh, we, had a, we had a lady that passed away here uh, several uh, months ago. And uh, she loved the mission, the work of the mission, and and she set up part of her trust to come to us. You know what I mean? The wow. Attorneys and man, it's just blessed. You know what I mean? So there's just so many ways. You know, I, I would I would tell people, and and there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ministries in in the Shreveport and Bossier, Tons of them. You know, uh, I can tell you that it's good fertile soil at the mission. You know, and uh, we're raising up disciples at the mission is what we're doing. Every time somebody leaves the mission, we're sending out a disciple. The Bible says, by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of your testimony, you shall be an overcomer. You know, the blood's already spilt. They're building a testimony, you know what I mean? And we're sending people back out to the world that they came from to disciple that world, you know. So, you know, people that want to support uh, a biblical discipleship program, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not just we don't enable, you know what I mean. We fight against enabling, and uh, we do things on purpose that break the cycle of enabling and instant gratification and stuff, you know. So, uh, people that would want to support that, man, absolutely. We look forward to man being able to get our volunteers back, man. back we to normal. Love seeing our volunteers that come serve in the kitchen and come do all kind of stuff, man. We miss our volunteers. We really do. It's a weird world. And thank you to everybody yes. listening that wrote a card. We hope it encouraged you guys. Let's yes. you know we were thinking Absolutely. of you. I, I want to tell you guys, okay, all the older people, the young guys, man, they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> they did. We, we've got some letters and been able to pass them out to guests and staff, the young people, man. Man, they wrote some things. We're like, and go back and how old was that? person that's that awesome. wrote that man i mean it, they all was wonderful yeah you know no I mean? but just that's just yeah, insane. that's you listening to this podcast yeah, it's awesome thank y'all for doing like, it man you know what a blessing man you know absolutely well y'all are a blessing to us thanks for being a part of the community thanks for what you're doing day in and day out and keep fighting the fight absolutely man thank you guys buddy thank you hey scott hi evan i've got a fun little tidbit for you today yay <laughs> what do you know about how the u.s mint works i know a little bit and this this may be what you're talking about. All right. I do know that the dollar bill is not actually made of paper. It's actually made of old jeans. That was not what I was going to say, and I am. learned that now, yeah. too. Yeah. Denim? Denim. Yeah, I watched really? the History Channel did a whole special on it, and the only thing I can remember is that dollar bills, $20 bills, all currency, uh, the paper currency, is actually not paper. It's denim. There we go. Yeah. That was worth this podcast already. Hey, Don't all learn right. something See like you later. that. All right. Now, I heard a really interesting concept. It's a show called Radio Lab Ooh. that NPR does. I love Radio Lab. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So you might have heard this episode. They were talking about how to try to create money to help programs and COVID relief. And there's this really interesting theory that's been thrown out for a couple of years that they haven't done yet, but could happen. So our currency is not based on the gold standard. Not anymore. Not anymore. Used to be. Yep. It's basically just paper. Right? Yep. They decide how much it's worth. It has this whole complicated system we don't need to get into. But the Federal Reserve has the right to mint certain kinds of currency. They have to get mm. congressional approval for stuff. It's this whole process. But platinum coins are an exception. 
Oh. They made a little stipulation in this big, long, legal, complicated thing that said for like commemorative coins, if they're made of platinum, you don't have to get congressional approval. You don't have to do anything else. You can just mint a coin and you can determine its value. Huh. So this economist said, why don't we just mint two coins that are both worth a trillion dollars with a oh T. They assign the value for it in the department and they say this is just now this thing that appears in the world and it would not cause the inflation because they're saying that the economy is so large and stuff that even though a trillion dollars seems overwhelming to us, they could just introduce that and it would be able to fund programs and make a two trillion dollar investment into the economy with basically no consequences and they could just do it right now. So why don't they do it? Nobody knows. It's just and so unprecedented. Follow-up question, who gets the coin? That's the next question. So then it became a joke going around the internet of, what if there was a heist and you heisted the <laughs> trillion dollar coin? And, and also, how big is the coin? Are we talking about quarter size, half dollar? Is this like, like the giant quarter? They could make it whatever they wanted. That's crazy. It's just a theory, but they went through. And if you're interested in this, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can yeah, go and read about it yourself. That's fascinating. This is the very summary. But right? Yes. A trillion dollar coin. That is fascinating. Yeah, no, the, the thing I watched on the History Channel was not that interesting. If you want to look it up, I'm sure it's available. It's an old one from like the 90s or early 2000s. You're a History Channel buff. You've seen I am. Stuff. Well, I used to be. Now I don't have History Channel anymore because no. I have Netflix and Amazon. There you go. So yeah. I hope everybody goes and looks this up. And we Two trillion dollar mint coins. Mint the coin was the hashtag going around. I want to look this up now. I'm going to send it to you. Wow. There you go. So that's your fun little yeah. random fact of the week. Random fact time. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching. Yes. Yeah, and subscribe today if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe button. Bye-bye. Mm. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much to Larry and the Rescue Mission for being on the podcast today. Had a great time talking. He explained everything. Thank you to Evan, as always, on being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. My co-host. That's right. Yes, and subscribe today. Hit the subscribe button wherever yes. you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube. Subscribe yes. to the YouTube channel. Leave a review. It helps people to find it. It makes it easier to search. And we appreciate you checking it out. Also, if you're interested in the Shreveport Rescue Mission, look in the comments or the show notes, and we will get you connected with yes. them to be able to help do some good. And for all you YouTube subscribers, that's right. I have a face for radio. <laughs> have a great week. Have a great week. <laughs>